Hey everybody, my name is Bob, and welcome to the Late Night Playlist. Go ahead and grab your favorite adult beverage and get ready to talk about the album of the week with my friends and me. Let's get started. Well, hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Late Night Playlist. The hell with introductions tonight, because we've got something important to say. And it's not about Ethel Merman. It's about Mr. Brett. Mr. Brett, what is it you wanted to say? Of all the podcasts, of all, all the episodes, the ones I've picked, the ones you guys have picked, all of that, this one has me more nervous than any of them, by far. Yes. And why is that? I, yeah. I I was to the point, I was to the point of a panic attack today, and I, I went on my walk, and by the time I was done with my walk, I felt a lot better today. It wasn't even a run. Today was a walk. Well, I was uh, going to say the reason we can take you to your safe space. We can fill up the tub with bath water <laughs> and get the ships out. So, or, or we can fill so, it up with booze if that's the way you roll. You know, that's a uh, little, little bathtub jungle juice or whatever. So. Where did the bad man touch you? <laughs> so Ella Fitzgerald is, okay, so I'm just going to put the bar where it is in, in my soul here with Ella Fitzgerald. No one pushed air through their vocal cords better than Ella Fitzgerald the, to me. So, Brett, I'll second that. And, and, and my dog is named after Ella Fitzgerald. You named wow. your dog Fitzgerald? Ella. <laughs> Ella. And I, I, think it, I think it took the rest of my family uh, a little bit of time to figure out why I suggested we name the dog Ella. But her name is Ella. <laughs> that is an excellent choice. Yeah, I was nervous. I, I'm still even starting this thing. I'm a little bit nervous because this is somebody that to me is just it's it's just she's on a level of her own. Uh, there are a few there are a few there that, you know, can can get there with her. But but as far as the type of music she's saying, it's almost singular. Uh, <clears throat> her I picked this album uh, because um this is hard to explain, but even though I appreciated her voice through all the decades, I liked her voice the best through the through the 40s and early 50s. I think that was her vocal prime. And this was done in the uh, mid 70s, 76, I believe, January and February 76. Yeah. And I don't think she was at her vocal prime, but this woman was so good that even though I mean, her, her prime is so high for this woman, you know. Her voice that. was great on this album. I don't think you have to worry about it being at the prime or not. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. If I had chosen, well, let's get into this in the in the conversation. But any of the songbooks, uh, I think her voice might have been slightly, you know, a little bit more delicate, a little bit more the the highs and the lows and all that stuff. But we would have been dealing with music that I didn't like as much as Joe Pass, to be quite honest with you. The, uh, you know, either the, the Duke Ellington and the big band sound or, or orchestral stuff with uh, uh, others, uh, uh, you know, the other um, Gershwins, et cetera. Uh, but that's why I picked this one. 
And uh, I, I'm glad you guys, I think you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed it. So let me just ask you that straight up. What did you think? Well, let, let's start out with the album we are talking about. It's Fitzgerald and Pass. Thank you. Is again, <laughs> again, 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 again. So I, I'm not certain if there was a first one or not, but this was again. And this, um, this was actually the second album that uh, Fitzgerald and Pass okay. did together. The second of four albums that they did. Together. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Second of four. Okay. So my thoughts on it was there, there was a lot about this. And I think the word it kept coming back to my mind was sublime to describe this so but not the band no no not the band sublime <laughs> the uh the concept the feeling the you know the awareness right of it the kind of stripped down nature of just the two of them you know obviously great in their professions and it just worked worked right. so well bob what do you think I think it's really interesting, you know, because, you know, we, 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 we live in, this is still 2023, right? And I get my years confused. Yes, but, sir. But we, we live in a, in a decade, we live in a century where people throw out uh, a lot of useless terms about a lot of useless things. Uh, and one of those useless terms is super group right and and we talk about uh this super group and that super group and you know uh these people all got together and i can think of some of them where it's not useless hello i'm thinking of you temple of the dog but uh um you know there's there's a lot of so-called named super groups out there where they got together and end result was not greater than the parts you know i got you uh and and what we have here is we've got we've got ella fitzgerald who's amazing on on her own with anybody else she's amazing right and we've got joe pass who amazing on his own with anybody else amazing you put them together and it just fucking works yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell you what little bit I've been able to read. So with especially with Joe, I'm I'm a big biography person. I love finding biographies of interesting people and reading them. Joe's one of those guys where there's not a whole lot out there about him. And I was joking. Uh, I was probably on Facebook or Twitter or something with oh dear. Um, one of the. One of the guys that uh, that writes a lot of musician biographies, and I found out he actually met Joe and carried his guitar for him to a show, and 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 I I I made the statement that it's such a shame that nobody has taken the time and effort to document Joe's life with a biography. And and suggested that he, you know, he may be one of the, you know, he may be the right guy to do it. There's not a whole lot of people out there that could. And uh, 
never got a never got a feel for him whether it was something he was going to take on. But but with both Ella and Joe, one thing I have read is they adored each other, and that they uh, they wanted to play together. It wasn't like it was a business thing, or they enjoyed going doing these albums, doing the live shows together. And I tell you what I really enjoyed is, I mean, you've heard Joe's solo stuff. You know, we did the live album. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the Virtuoso series, this guy could could take any of these songs and on his own, turn them inside out and just burn your face off with beautiful guitar wizardry. And he's not doing that here. And I could listen to it all day. I could just sit and listen to him comp yeah. behind her. And, and everything he's playing is just to support her vocal. It's for the song. And uh, uh, I, you know, I've got all of these albums. Uh, I've got probably three of them on vinyl. I've got all of them digital. And, and I have, I have, taking people on car rides and throwing this shit on and and they look at you kind of funny, but well, I love this shit, man. It's great. <laughs> I picked this one because I listened to all four of them and I, I listened to all four. I listened to not nearly the entire songbook that she did. Uh, we're talking hours and hours of music if you're listening to her entire songbook and I couldn't, I was really having, I was having a hard time with it. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to do, even though we had done Joe pass before I wanted to, to, I just simply liked Joe pass and her together. You know, it was just such a reinforcing thing. And Bob's got it just right. You know, that you can't call them a super group, but you can say that, you put these two people together and you get something that's absolutely outstanding. I mean, it's just outstanding. Uh, and, and, and with Joe, I mean, on this, I mean, he, he's inhuman, otherworldly, untouchable <laughs> solo. You listen to Joe play on this stuff and, and you're almost, it, it, he becomes human. He, he's a guy that, Oh shit, I could almost do this stuff. You know, I you could almost any of us could maybe learn to comp like Joe does on this album. It it, <laughs> it, it simplifies and humanizes things and it's uh I I love a good choice. I think it's deceptive. I, I, yeah, it's you know? songs, it's tunes. Cuz I think that uh you know when when you when you take these and you put somebody in the room together, like like Ella and Joe, you know decisions have to be made. And when you when you have any big ego, huge artists, great artists like that, put them together, decisions have to be made. You know who's who's out front, who's not out front, and the decision should always be. Well, the song's out front, not mm-hmm. not right. the artist. The song's sure. out front. Yep. Uh, and in my mind, 
these two made the right decision and the song was out front. And I can, I can think of several artists that don't always make that decision and they would have, uh, and I'm thinking of a couple of guitarists right now, whose names I'm not going to say, but, uh, uh, they would have played all over this thing, trying to make it fancy. Yeah. 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 Tom's got the right, right hand right. action going on there. Uh, but it wouldn't have been a special song. Right. And I agree with you. And I want to relate this back to Pink Floyd. It's one of the things I really loved about David Gilmore was obviously a fantastic guitarist, but his solos and stuff were always as a compliment to the rest of the song. It was not him showing off, although many times you could tell his skill in it, but it was part of the piece. It wasn't a separate thing. Right. And, and, and you guys are right. What Joe Pass did here is very much in the same is it was the song. It was what was best for the song, not, not him just noodling or, you know, whatever right. to show off his skills. And, and I think it goes back. So I think we talked about it when we did the live at Long Beach album, one of Joe's quotes, he says, guitarists should be able to pick up the guitar and play music on it for an hour without a rhythm section or anything. And, and 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 you know he's that's essentially what he's doing here behind behind Ella and just just letting her shine, letting her do her thing, and he's the backup guy. You know he's right. carrying her mic stand for her. Probably have yep. no problem with it whatsoever. <laughs> I, I would hope not. You know, it's uh, it's Ella Fitzgerald. Come on, yeah. You know, it's, uh... <laughs> sounds like he was so, very happy to do it. I, I don't know if you guys took the, the opportunity. So a lot of these, every song was somebody else's song originally. A lot of Duke Ellington. All uh, standards. Yeah, right. all standards. Exactly. And I don't know if any of you took an opportunity. Ella had actually sung some of these songs with Duke Ellington. And I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to those. But uh, very much a different certainly more complex arrangement when she yeah. did that. And now it was, another, it was 20 years earlier when right. she did it, but uh, I took, I took some time and listened to all those songs that she did. And again, you know, the vocals were, were more in her prime and uh, you know, the delicate highs, lows, all that stuff were, were just unbelievably good, but there's a simplicity with having Joe pass back there, just Joe pass back there. Right. It, it was it was enough, it, you know. It, you know, it, it didn't need anything else. It was enough. less. Less is more. Is anything else fits. would have ruined it, <laughs> right? And I don't want to take any away from Duke Ellington and the amazing stuff he did over his career. You know, don't get me wrong, but this was enough. This, so, you know, <laughs> there's there's a young lady that's out today. Her name is Samara Joy. See, stop with the young lady stuff. That's going to get you in trouble with the fan base. <laughs> no, 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 a human I, being I, of I'm, indeterminate age or a, sex. Yes, a very, a very skilled uh, <laughs> performer who happens yeah. to be a young lady. Okay. Uh, and, a a non-gendered got... person. <laughs> and, and I think she's got two albums out. And and so 
she kind of does some of this stuff that reminds me of Alan Joe. She does it with a guitarist named Pasquale Grasso. And Pasquale is kind of the next incarnation in my mind of Joe Pass. He's just incredible. He can okay. do yes. anything. And their duets are very, very reminiscent of what you hear on Fitzgerald and Pass. Okay. What was her name again? Just so people know. Samara Joy. Samara Joy. Okay. Samara and by people, Joy. I mean me. Right. Right. <laughs> and we, we understand I mean, that. She's, she's yeah. winning awards for her albums. Her first album had Pasquale all over it. And it was a lot of just the two of them. And the second album, he plays on a handful of tracks and she was kind of going, they did, they've done some live stuff together, but very, very reminiscent of this. About that. Ooh. Okay. Excellent. I'm going to listen to that. That, that has me fascinated. I, I definitely want to hear that. So I picked the second, I picked again, only because and this was probably something in my head. I want you guys to tell me, you know, yeah, you imagined that Brett, but the, uh, the first album, I, I think I heard to me, it seemed like they were getting to know each other. I didn't, uh, I didn't quite have that uh, reinforcement thing that you were talking about with, I'm paraphrasing, but with, with Joe pass as, as reinforcing Ella, it just seemed like they, maybe that second album is where they, they clicked in the first one. Don't get me wrong. They really clicked in the second is what I'm trying to say. Right. And mm -hmm. th that made this one my favorite. It, it really did. I listened to all four of them and, uh, I think that, well, without question, this again was my favorite of the four. So I, I, I was glad you picked this one because I love, I ain't got nothing but the blues. And I think it's the most incredible <laughs> album opener and, and to hear her just wailing the blues and Joe uh, comping mm -hmm. behind her on that tune is just, uh, it's happening. I'm with you there, Tom. I really like that one's probably my favorite one on the yeah. album. Of course I, we, anyone's listened to us before shout out to oman um i just uh <laughs> you know they they know i'm a blues guy not much so much the jazz guy so you know that was very it was a very bluesy number and really like that one right That's, uh, well since we're letting cats out of the bag that was going to be my pick too is i ain't got nothing but the blues well you're a blues guy also right so so and then a close second for me would be tennessee waltz i i thought that was uh, I thought they did a great job. So uh, I guess since we're doing this at this stage, I, I, you guys are probably going to hate me. I, I loved every song. I only had one that I didn't love. So <laughs> what would you guys guess that one was? One note Samba. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't much care for that one either. I, as good as now Ella could scat with, you know, just yeah i mean she could do anything she wanted i'm convinced of it but uh she uh my dishwasher or clothes washer is is singing its tune that it's done but anyway one note samba was the only one that kind of wore on me a little bit uh so i i don't wasn't, know uh, isn't scat where she kind of got her start uh, as I, I don't know, it was more where she finished. I didn't think that she was doing that early, but maybe. Uh, I do. Not I was know. trying to think between her and Billie Holiday. 
that was the, they yeah. both kind of were known for some of the scatting. Yeah. And I think there's a place for it, but I'm kind of just didn't work for me in this song. Right. Now, my wife, who is much more into jazz, was telling me that Wood Nut Samba is a song that typically has some lyrics to it. It was not, you know, just a scat piece or right. musical piece. It's was a lyric a, song. There's a lot of those Latin uh, uh, jazz tunes that. Um, if you if you listen to the Latin artists perform them, you'll hear the the vocals and and but they they also have been turned into you know kind of instrumental standards type too. And, and, and I'll, I'll be blunt and honest, I didn't know a lot of the songs on here again. I'm not really into jazz and not familiar with a lot of those standards that are jazz jazzy standards. But I, I will reiterate that I enjoyed this a great deal. You know <laughs> the combination of the two. Worked wonderful, wonderfully. So I'm with you on the jazz part. Jazz was never really my style, and that's probably because I just lack style. But the this could change me. Um, Joe Paz, <laughs> this could change me. When I think about jazz, I think about usually a, a three-piece or, or four-piece band, and it seems like all four of them are playing a different song, but somehow it all kind of works together. <laughs> That's typically what what jazz was to be. Uh, Joe Pass is a, is obviously a little different than that. We've we've covered him, you know, once completely, and then he's half of this this act. And uh, with him and just a guitar, it's uh, it's making me rethink what I had in mind about jazz. To be totally honest with you, this uh, was amazing. So Brett. Check out some of the Joe Pass stuff with Oscar Peterson on piano. And typically it's a trio or quartet format. And I have a hard time with jazz if it gets behind, get, gets beyond a the quartet. There's okay. too much shit going on. There's too, too much, much harmony. Yeah, it's a little too big bandy for you and just I, not. I, yeah, yeah okay. I want to I hear a bass, guitar, drums, and uh and uh, you know maybe a pianist or or, or something like that, and uh, but the stuff that Joe does with Oscar Peterson, those guys are fucking lighting each other on fire, and and just the improvisation and how they're e either echoing each other or call and response, and it, it's just incredible when you listen to those guys, and they've got a. There's a guy, Niels, Nels Hornig Peterson, uh, like a, a European guy on bass that's just freaking incredible. And it's, I know what you mean about when sometimes when you listen to jazz, everybody's doing their own thing. With some of these <laughs> albums, it's, it's all very cohesive. Everybody's okay. playing to the same sheet of music. So in order to, for us to get the explicit label on this podcast, I will share this quote that I once heard, and I wish I could remember who said it. <laughs> but they said, uh, jazz is about making love. Blues is about fucking. So that was... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bob's marking us down <laughs> to cut it. <laughs> no, no, no. I always, I always mark explicit anyway, so okay. it's okay. <laughs> Did you guys have a chance... Uh, go ahead, Tom. 
He's keeping a little running total on you, Sean. <laughs> Someone should. I got. He's got. I got the swear jar. This is how we're going to fund a podcast. Right, is every right. time I swear, swear put a dollar in a swear budget. jar. Yeah. Taking. I'm taking a percentage off your cut of the loot. Yeah. 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 Well, 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 what what, what is 10% away. of zero? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an engineer. Math was not my strong point. So exactly. <laughs> I'm an accountant. Math wasn't my strong point. <laughs> so that, that confuses me. I'm in a room full of math guys. And somehow I'm the one stuck with doing the math. What the yep. fuck is up with that? <laughs> the math. Yeah, that's uh, we figured out how to pass that on to other people at this point in our careers, Bob. Sorry, Bob, it's, we're, uh... just, we're just trying to get through life. <laughs> that makes sense. Did you guys have? Did you guys have an opportunity to read a little bit about Ella Fitzgerald and? some of her challenges early in her music career. Sure. Brett, would I, you, uh, Captain Brett, would you enlighten us about that? I will happily enlighten you. I, <laughs> so I, in the is he a captain now or is he a Commodore? I can never remember. <laughs> I, I thought he's Captain. Okay. Uh, Tom Captain. was very explicit that he's Captain. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Captain Brett. Captain hey, Brett. Before, before that, what are you guys drinking? Oh, give me some Ooh. ideas here. Well, I am double fisting tonight. Ooh, I just ooh. finished uh, a Jack Daniels with Seagram's, some little bit of bitters and a lime wedge, and now I have moved on to a Land Shark. Oh, so, I haven't seen those for a while. I like those. Yeah, they were on sale at the store the other day. <laughs> I was in there, so sucked up. But you, you didn't get an anchor steam. They were out. I was them. I'm going to have to go on a quest to try to find some before <laughs> they're completely gone. That's my it. wife was pushing me to get land shark today when we went to the to the store and she's like they got land shark they got land shark they got land shark and i kept saying no but i should have <laughs> I said tell yes. you the, the other one i like that's non-corona but like that is pacifico pacifico yeah mm-hmm. that's a good one yeah and that, I, that's harder and harder to find around here it seems you see Modelo's the number one beer now in the country yes so that's uh Times wow. they are changing. It's yeah. an okay right. beer. I what am drinking. Uh, don't know if you can see it. Sapporo. Sapporo. All right. Okay. Uh, it's in a. Uh, so instead of Land Shark, I bought Sapporo. <laughs> okay. We got to get I, Brett's pick. Okay. I am pouring as I'm talking. I'm pulling the handle on my keg of Crazy in These Streets by Jackie O's. Oh. Athens, Ohio. Yeah. So what is that? A hazy IPA? It's a hazy IPA and absolutely delicious. I drove there this past weekend and picked it up. Man, these people, yeah, they, they take care of me. So uh, how's that different than their other hazy IPA that you've had? This before? one's a, yeah, the, the one I had before was Purple Wolf. And and this one is a little fruitier tasting, little little a little more fruit, a little sugary, maybe a little bit more, um, okay. possibly a little more tart, but you know, that's a shade of gray there on that one, but it, it's uh, just an outstanding, outstanding hazy IPA. And then of course I always get my standard mystic mama. That's the other handle on the kegerator, but uh, yeah, just man, they, they got me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they got me. Yeah. Now how I, long uh, does it take you to get over there? 
I can get to Athens. It's almost exactly two hours. It's like, oh, that's not if too I'm, bad. If I'm speeding, it's it's right at two hours. If I don't speed, it's a couple minutes, three minutes beyond that. That's yeah. the last time we were in that area. I called Stu, Stuart McDonald. Uh, the yeah, uh, yeah Stu Mac. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I was hoping they had a storefront, like a that you could go and, and mm-hmm. check out the store and yeah, maybe do a tour. And they don't. It's just kind of a warehouse online yeah. operation. I was disappointed. It's been a few years back. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was up that way or out that way. It's been a long, long time ago. So. Well, you were at the house. This was not long after we put the pizza no, I've been, been to your house. I'm it talking was, about Athens. It was the same oh, year Athens. that Tupac oh. Shakur was shot. Probably. <laughs> Shaker? Hey, did they catch the guy? That's, that's, that's why I brought it up. I don't know. Um, obviously, they, they, they raided that house, and they said there was something there. And they, I, I heard one time that they arrested somebody yesterday, uh, but that's all I've heard. They didn't say who they arrested or what they arrested them for or anything else. Mm. So uh, I'm guessing some other indictment news overshadowed the Tupac stories. So. Long live I don't, I don't know what it could have been, but who the fuck cares? The Tupac Shakur story is bigger. Bigger. <laughs> now wait, the, the, the funny thing is, I'll find Biggie still alive. <laughs> that's uh, a <laughs> him and. Him and Biggie and Elvis might be all part of the new Scooby-Doo gang for all I fucking know. But <laughs> could be. Tom, let me apologize. I think I talked over your beer announcement. It was a uh, Blue Moon. Was that correct? So, Blue all right, Moon. Blue Moon. Isn't that I a might song? Have to switch it up for later, but uh, that's that's what we got right now. Wasn't that a song in the fifties? Blue Moon. <laughs> so not to take us off on a, a little side venture here Not go for it it matters <laughs> have you guys watched the show succession no no, no. i've not no. so we we the the kids watched it and turned us on to it so we've been watching it and i and i'm hooked i can't not watch it but it is the most disgusting I, i've never seen such a collection of horrible people there's nobody on the show that has any fucking redeeming quality as a human being at all but it's like a goddamn car wreck so it's like a show about watch- typical can't stop American wa- family can't stop watching it right it's just ah. uh... <laughs> Yeah, we're, we just started season three. We had a big rainstorm this morning, so we couldn't go out and walk. So we uh, started, uh, I think we watched two episodes this morning. And, uh, oh, God, what a fucking, it, it, it makes me, I was telling Linda as we were on our walk, the only redeeming quality about it is it makes me realize that I'm, gen- I'm genuinely a pretty good person. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not these people. You these know, people are a- fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all family, right? So all, you know. all family and they all fuck one another at the drop of a hat. As in 
screw up their lives, not actually yeah. like not fuck well, each other, like their Game of Thrones uh, characters that are, you know. I don't know. I'm siblings. only on season three, so I don't okay. know where it goes. It may, it may go that way. Okay. They definitely slice each other's throats. I can't say I've seen that one, Tom. I've, uh, I, I, latest one I finished was season two of The Bear on Hulu. Oh. So. That's I. I've got that. Flag. Well, I guess we're dealing with a yet. strike now too. So yeah, enjoy them while you can, because it may be a little while until the next batch. The, the comes bear, out. sorry. Yeah. I see. I any drop in quality on YouTube. Yeah, that's the thing with YouTube. Those independent creators are still gonna, still gonna I, make their stuff. Yeah, I could cancel everything and just live off YouTube. As as long as we still got videos of girls on slingshots. You know, Ooh. I think that uh, I'm good. Yeah. 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 I really, <laughs> truly got all the entertainment I need. Hail science. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to query anything squirrely. It just shows up. <laughs> yeah. So, so are the porn actors on a strike too? I'm just curious. <laughs> if are the union or not. <laughs> How about the porn writers? <laughs> well, <laughs> sure. I, I I don't think Ron Jeremy's working anymore. <laughs> Probably not. No, yeah. he got himself in a little trouble. He's, so that's uh he he's working. It's just for free. Yeah, it's just not. It's not. What I'm not sure he can access to it because I live in Virginia now. <laughs> well, that's right. You got you to prove your age before they'll let you have access to it now. <laughs> I'm not sure he can count to ten anymore. The last time I saw him, it was <clears throat> it's kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah, didn't look good. <laughs> I'm, sure that's I, fake. I, I'm sure he can. He just never mind. I was gonna say he's got an appendage that at least goes to ten. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Ethel Merman and Joe Pass. Wait, no. <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Pass. Wait, wait. So, were we on topic? <laughs> well, uh, Brett, Brett was going to talk a little bit about some of Ella's early early life challenges. Yes, so, Captain Brett. Captain Brett. So just, just uh, no, no, Captain. Captain. The AP apostrophe N, like the crunch. Like crunch. Captain. Like yeah. Captain. He's I inviting you, you guys, to lunch. What? I I listened to that episode and I must have been completely trashed when we did that. I remembered it, but then when I played it back, I'm like, wow, I don't remember all this. Uh, you guys, you guys keep saying we talked about Joe Pass, and I don't remember that either. So I'm assuming I was drunk at the time. You just so, uh, half my life. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. So imagine uh, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, born in 1917, and she is obviously a very talented singer, very talented. She could have done probably whatever she wanted to in this kind of kind of business, and she's singing with a big band. And the, the leader of this big band died and she took it over. So imagine, you know, 1930s America, black female being the leader of a big band. Think of the challenge of that. Uh, the, this, the more I yeah. read about this woman, the more I realized there was a lot more to her than just her voice. Uh, she was a very capable woman, not afraid of a challenge either. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I I should read more about her, you know, a biography or something to to get to know more. But uh, she she faced all kinds of discrimination, both sexual discrimination, uh, her color discrimination, uh, just just 
blatant racism. Uh, at one point, she was stranded in, in Hawaii. They were flying somewhere. Her and her, her band were flying somewhere. And this, they were on the plane. And they were asked to get off the plane and not even couldn't even get their luggage. Uh, and it ended up just being pure racism that got them kicked off the, the plane. Uh, so, you know, this woman absolutely paid her dues and uh, met all the challenges. And then right towards the end of her life, uh, I forget which, which president it was, gave her a, what was that award? Um, her, geez, what was freedom? it? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, she won the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. And that was in the early 90s, wasn't it, that somebody had the sense to give her that? Uh, yeah. So that would have been Clinton or Bush, probably. One of the two. Yeah. Would have Bush Sr. Eh, Bush Sr. might was, have. I don't know. I was actually thinking it was it was Reagan, but it might have been. Reagan would is, was out in, what, 88 was his yeah. last year in, full year. Well, she got the National Medal of the Arts too. Okay, okay. that's that's self recognition as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I Presidential Medal of Freedom, George Gershwin. Yeah, I should have looked all these dates up, but uh, she was uh, fortunately she lived long enough that people recognized what she did and how much she achieved at a time when it was difficult for someone in her position to achieve. Um, she didn't give up either. So she's running this big band and they, they couldn't, they, they were running out of money. So there was lots of, I think Tim, Timothy B. Schmidt from the Eagles, he said it well, he said, every band I've ever been a part of is always on the verge of breaking up. <laughs> and I don't think this big um, band of hers was any different. At some Go point, ahead. you got to look at the least common denominator in that equation, and you know, never <laughs> banned. So. <laughs> so she wow. won thirteen Grammy awards. Wow! And this is back when the Grammy award actually meant something. Yes, yes. And again, let's go back. You know, black female. She's she is. Uh, yeah, it was like Reagan said, that gave her the uh, presidential medal. Reagan did. Wow. Okay. Wow, okay. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Now, don't forget, Reagan was an actor. You know, he had a he had a soft spot for the arts. So president then, of the Spring Actors Guild. Put yep, him on, they went on strike when he was president. So that's a <laughs> here we are again. <laughs> Forty short years later. <laughs> hey, our Bob, writers Bob. are not on strike. Damn it. <laughs> well, wait a minute. What Our writers are barely literate. What are you talking about? Should, should we be on a strike? <laughs> are we crossing the picket line? Yeah, I think we have. Uh, they're going to revoke our membership in the various guilds. So, so am I a fucking scab? The only thing we're no. acting like is human beings. So yeah. I think we're okay. Uh, my conscience is clear. <laughs> See, the, the people with talent are the ones striking. If we're talking <laughs> right. about people with talent, yeah. there's a difference. Yeah, right. <laughs> those who can do, those who can't teach, those who can't teach podcast. There you, you go. Know? So it's a... yes, yes. If there's a so, broken rung on the ladder, that's where we are at. <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> did you guys have an opportunity? I know I brought this up, but did, did you guys have an opportunity to listen to some of the other 
uh, her like her earlier renditions of these same songs that she did with Pass. Not this week. I yeah. have in the past, but I have, have the same. I've heard some of them, but not not recently. Yeah, you guys are much more musically literate on Ella than I am. So I, I would really encourage you to to take a listen to some of them, and and the same is going to be true of all four albums. You know that she's she had done some of the songs, or Joe Pass had done some of the songs, or I'm sorry, between the two of them, every song was covered one way or the other uh, from a previous hit. I think the beer is starting to impact me. I can't keep my thoughts straight, but uh, keep drinking, Captain Brett. Keep drinking. That's right. <laughs> it's worth listening to because you're hearing them at different eras and different times, and mm. and it's uh, uh, it's really really fascinating to hear hear the differences and the the simplicity of this one. I know we already talked about, it, but the simplicity of this one is so nice. Having just the guitar, just Ella, it's very magical. Tom, I'm glad you pointed out that other act that is doing something similar um, and they're still around to do it, which is wonderful. Oh, they're young. They are like up and comers. I mean, newly emerging on the scene and like Gen Z, whatever, you know, probably so. Yeah. I mean, I discovered Pasquale and then he hooked up and was you know backing up Samara and I'm like wow this is cool you know young people Very nice. doing yeah quality Might be gen triple a yes. now yeah I was just wondering what comes after gen z you know <laughs> nothing <laughs> I was wondering if it was like an excel spreadsheet where it's aa right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the whole greek alphabet and all oh yeah that, we could go and, that yeah yeah, start doing that one. Uh, I, <clears throat> I I don't know. I'm I'm I've still got one more pick left in this season, and and that doesn't sound too bad to me. Well, the Greek alphabet doesn't sound too bad to me. <laughs> he, he's an engineer. No. He's used to seeing the alphabet. So. <laughs> no, I meant the Pasquale and oh. uh, Samara thing. Well, considering what you pick for your final album, I'm okay with you changing it. So yeah, the only wanna... reason the only reason I haven't changed is because of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck you very much. Right? Uh... So 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 let's talk about 1976 here for a minute. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it came out in 76. Goddamn bicentennial. The the, the yes, goddamn damned bicentennial, and I've still got 1976 quarters. Thank you very much. I do too, courtesy of my grandparents who gave me some after their passing. Yes. Knowing I knowing that it was important. <laughs> Yours or your kids? Both. Both. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so so I thought uh I thought uh not well, I guess, but uh let's let's talk about some albums from 1976 for a minute or three. Okay. Uh, because uh 1976 it turns out had some pretty damn good albums come out. Now, now uh, we've spent the last 45 minutes somewhat talking about a good album that came out. <laughs> uh, but uh, I thought I would mention a couple more because a couple more did come out. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't pick them all because there were a bunch of good albums that came out in 1976. I tried to choose ones that I thought some of us would have in our, in our collection. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Frampton comes alive. 
Wow, what by, a monster album by Peter Frampton. I think I was a very late comer to that album. I, what was the problem? I don't know. I I, uh, I didn't get into it probably until I got married, and probably okay. my wife turned me I mean, on. I it. mean, even if you've never listened to the album, you got to be aware of just how yeah. big that album was, right? I, you know, it's uh, I was aware, but it just took took a while to come to it. I mean, like people in Oman were listening to that thing. So, <laughs> shout out, <laughs> hey Oman, hey, <laughs> our, our faithful Oman listeners. Thank that's you. That's right. So that's right. Um, Run with a pack by Bad Company. That's good shit. Yeah, that's. I can't complain about anything on that album. No, no that's what was on that album. Yeah. Um, Give me back my bullets by Leonard Skinnerd. Oh, okay. Dreamboat Annie by Heart. Heart. Yeah. 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 Uh, Here's one that that I don't know if you guys have or not. I certainly do. Uh, The Runaways by The Runaways. Runaways. The Runaways. Yeah. Right. Iconic band, if nothing else. Yeah. You know, that's. We got what? Both Joan Jett and Lita Ford out of that band. You know, it's. uh, Have you guys seen either one of them? Live, the Runaways? No, 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 not the Runaways. <laughs> but Joan Jett or I've or seen Lita. Joan Jett, but I haven't yeah. seen. Lita no, I have not either. seen either one of them live. Yeah, I haven't. Seen I've them. seen Joan Jett twice, I think, and it wasn't that. I mean, she's good. Don't get me wrong, she's good. You do when you're there watching her. You're like, you know, this woman's a legend. Like this, this woman is going to be remembered. This is, uh, you know, I, I don't. I know they've done a movie about the Runaways. There've been books about the Runaways. I get it, you know, but that that was that was pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, keep keep going, Bob. Sorry. No, no, no. I mean, she's 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 a legend. She's Absolutely. going on for eternity, uh, or at least as long as uh, people listen to Joan Jett albums. I guess uh, here's here's one I I listen to probably at least once a week. Uh, taking it to the streets by the Doobie Brothers. Oh, wow, the Doobies, there is another classic album. Wow, Bob, and I'll have to look it up. There's a doom metal band that does an excellent cover of Taking (laughs) It to the Streets. (laughs) About that, I I do need to look that up. That's that sounds like fun. Here's one was that the first was that the first album with Michael McDonald? Yes, yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. All right. That's a pretty that was a pretty hard line for the Doobie Brothers from what was it Tom Johnston to the Michael mm-hmm. McDonald era? That's a pretty thick drawn line right there. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. No, no you're good. And I, I did not expect this one on this list, but here it is. Sad Wings of Destiny by Judas Priest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. 76. Good yeah. Wow. Uh, Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Close enough for rock and roll by Nazareth. (laughs) And that was a year for albums, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's see. Uh, Brett, this one's for you. You can't argue with a sick mind by Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, The Ramones by The Ramones, obviously. High Voltage by ACDC. 
Agents of Fortune by Blue Oyster Cult. Okay. No Heavy Petting, which is not, not my recommendations, but, but it's by UFO, yes. Fly Like an Eagle by the Steve Miller Band. Steve Miller. Jesus. Boston by Boston. Wow. The Song Remains the Same by Led Zeppelin. Led. Free for All by Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. Made in Europe by Deep Purple. Deep Purple. <laughs> Hotel California by the Eagles. the Eagles. And Wings Over America by Wings. Oh, my God. Now, like I said, I just got tired of typing shit down. Because there was yeah, more. there were more. That's what a, what a year for albums. Yeah. I wow. mean, just iconic, classic albums you know what i've listened to every one of those albums you guys named every one of them and i've loved every album you guys named as silly as this is gonna sound ella fitzgerald joe pass as simple as it is they hang with every one of them oh yeah I, no totally totally well and there's wow. a lot of those albums that i listen to regularly yeah oh. still they hold up daily yeah <laughs> Yeah, Abs- they absolutely hold up. Yeah, yeah. If not, if not the entire album, you know, like uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, I I listened to "Taking It to the Streets" by the Doobie Brothers the whole album because I had a uh, I had an hour drive to go somewhere, so I listened to "Taking It to the Streets" going up, and then uh, strangely enough, I listened to "Close Enough for Rock and Roll" on the way back down by Nazareth. So I hit two of them in one day off this list two weeks ago, not even thinking about this damn show, but <laughs> you know, but, probably my go-to, my go-to Nazareth is hot rocks hmm. because it's got every, everything good on there. One of the best, greatest hits albums ever made. Nazareth could make some good music. There's no, they are worthy of covering for this up these podcasts. That, that's just they did some great yeah. stuff. Uh, we're about ready, about ready to have to open up the season three uh, list of uh, albums. So, it's, yeah, who would who <laughs> would imagine we would have lived through till season three? I I I lost that bet. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, fear we would have got sick of each other by now and just to hell with it. That's, I, I didn't think we'd get sick of each other. I just assumed we would have all died by now. We'll all about died by now. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we started this in a pandemic, if I recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we did, well, didn't we? Yeah. So. I'm I mistaken. Uh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I know we started our happy hour chats during the pandemic, but yeah, I guess we started the podcast during the pandemic too. So. Yeah. So. You know what we need? We need another pandemic. No, we really don't. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no. Bring it on. I don't know if I can stay indoors for two years again. You know what I'm trying to say? It's uh as much as I dislike people in general, occasionally I do want to get out and do something. So that's uh well huh. I mean it was first year was pretty easy. After that it got a little eh. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It really didn't confront my life that much. So, yeah, <laughs> I did get back and brewing my own beer. So that was nice. <laughs> so, did you say burn your own beer? Brewing. Brewing my yeah. beer. Burn my own That's beer. A, yeah. It's well. di- yeah. Distinct difference there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
I I, uh, I mistakenly thought that Wish You Were Here was a 76 album, but that just barely, it was a September of 75. Uh, okay. But, uh, I knew it was in that area, but. Yeah, there was a lot of good music on the radio back then. Now that would have, man, I wouldn't have needed any kind of cassette player. Of course, I would have had an eight track, but uh, that, that would have been a good time to be listening to music. Jeez. Well, we, we say it this, was. but at the same time, was this the height of disco? or not you know well yeah uh, and and you gotta you gotta remember uh you know we were (laughs) uh, we were almost sentient at that point and uh almost almost. i'll let you know when we get there right right (laughs) we were we were nearing that portion of our lives and uh uh radios weren't necessarily playing all of this stuff at that point Uh, good point yeah yeah, some of it took off after, afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they might be playing one or two of them, but you got to remember, you know, in in 1975, <laughs> people were still thinking to themselves, Led Zeppelin was devil music. Yeah, well, that's yeah. true. They were correct. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you it helps remember. to sell albums when people think that. <laughs> so it's. Uh, all right, then you guys want to take a break and uh, I'm out of beer. Yeah, I can do that. So I'm going to make one comment here and you can include it or not, Bob. But according to Spotify, the most played song on Fitzgerald and Pass again is Nature Boy. No, Almost almost 20 times more popular than the other. Seriously. It's got it's it's got almost it's got almost ten million plays. Where the the other one I see the highest ones is till uh, Tiz at six hundred and thirty five thousand plays, give or take a few. So how about ain't got nothing but the blues? Ain't got nothing but the blues is four hundred fifty two thousand plays plus a few more at the time of listening. That that tells you about America right there. Yeah, uh, and, and gonna, I and I don't hate Nature Boy. I just didn't think it was by far the strongest song no. on this album. Not to that extent. I said so. I think it's just people thinking it's about Ric Flair. It could be. Confused. Well, could be. before we get before we close the mic, I I do want to so thank you so much for bringing that up. So if you are going on looking for versions of Tis Autumn. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I found a version of it I like as well as the one Ella and Pass did. You, I, I, I'd ask you to guess, but you're not going to guess it. Rosemary Clooney. Look oh, up, really? With Rose is that George's Clooney. mom or his aunt? Or his something? aunt. Yes. Yes. His aunt. Yeah. I yeah. like Rosemary Clooney. She's a good singer. You aren't kidding. Look up that version of her doing that song. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's outstanding. And I, I think it was live. I think I don't think there was any retouching in anything. It was just straight up her doing it. And that woman had some pipes. I mean, she's not Ethel Merman, but she's good. She's not Ethel Merman. No, yeah, she's not. She's, she's not oh, in the circle. That's <laughs> what that is. God damn it, she's close. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. That was fun. Everybody, thanks for sticking with us as we went on our roundabout circle of talking about, again, 
with Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Pass. Make sure you come back next time when we talk about the album Church Street Blues with Tony Rice. Until then, I hope all your late nights are good ones.